Today on the topic show, Mark Cuban praises DEI, but Elon Musk roasts him for having basically no diversity on his Dallas Mavericks basketball team. Vivek roasts U.S. boxing for allowing biological men to fight biological women. DeSantis on Nikki Haley saying Iowans need to have their votes quote-unquote corrected. Bud Light Ravens tweet may have listened to some social media feedback. General Motors to offer customers credits up to $7,500 to offset the federal subsidies that some of their EVs no longer qualify for. Tesla delivered a record number of EVs in 2023, and grocery store Carry For pulls PepsiCo products due to price hikes. All of that, much, much more on the Topping Show. Thank you, everyone, for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of Topping Show is sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special proficiency in IT security. Heck, I see their founder at least twice a day. Gotta say he's quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, you see. That's a joke. If you're an IT leader or business owner, you can reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Also, trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of January. So if you click that button, I would greatly appreciate it. Now, going over to the business part of the podcast here, General Motors planning to give EV customers a $7,500 credit for the vehicle for the vehicles that no longer qualify for the federal subsidies. Now, again, starting this year, the U.S. government actually changed some of the requirements for the subsidies, which I was actually surprised. They're actually pretending to care about, you know, U.S. manufacturing and, you know, made in the USA, a rare feat in and of itself. Now, some of the stipulations for the newest EV subsidies qualifications is the components and the sourcing of the battery materials. Because, again, an overwhelming majority of lithium ion is sourced in countries that, how do I say this? They're not our allies. They most certainly are, yeah. So... Believe it or not, there is some lithium in the United States and some of our allied countries that would be more strategic for us to actually source from. So that's why a lot of vehicles, not just General Motors, but a lot of vehicles are losing some of their subsidiaries or the $7,500 tax credit because of that. So a lot of them are trying to pivot their supply chain. GM says, you know, they're working on getting a couple of them, you know, eventually fixed out. But in the meantime, they're going to give some folks some tax credits. So it looks like specifically... General Motors announced that the new Chevy Blazer EV, which, again, another bastardized use of the name of which what used to be an iconic or semi-iconic product. Don't even get me started on the new Camaro that's going to be an EV two-door SUV. Oh, I almost threw up in my mouth there for a second. Because, again, the Camaro used to be American muscle, you know, go V8 and a stick shift, three pedals all the way, and they just, they got tired of winning, I guess. Now, they also know that the Cadillac Lyric would also lose their eligibility for the U.S. Uh, EV tax credit at the beginning of 2024. Now, they claim it's only because of two temporary due to two minor components of the EV models. Now, they also said that GM's other models include the GMC Hummer EV, that, because that's well over the threshold for the U.S. subsidies, it has to be below a certain dollar amount. That starts well over above the $80,000 threshold. They're going to give incentives for that. So it looks like GM expects new EVs, the Chevy Equinox, GMC Sierra Denali, Cadillac, who's in charge of marketing there, the OPTIQ, those will qualify for the incentive because of the sourcing change that they made. Let me see here. And in terms of the, let's see here. Let's see, General Motors, Tesla. So it'll be interesting to see, again, that, so they're, instead of getting the tax subsidy from the government, they're going to get it from the General Motors, just giving them an extra, basically, a, looks like a general discount on the vehicle. Let's 
So, yeah, oh yeah, so here's where it's gonna get lost into nothing. GM told his dealers they would give the same EV tax credit for any incentive, any vehicles that became ineligible due to the new guidelines. Again, the other variable General Motors has that's kneecapping them in some ways, in addition to the unions when they're trying to compete against Tesla. It's also the dealerships, which are marking up some of these vehicles by 10, 20, $100,000. There's actually a Ford dealership where they're asking over $150,000 above the MSRP for the F-150 Lightning, their electric truck, which I don't know who I feel. I don't know if I can't decide if someone's just stupid or I can't have imagine having so much money to be willing to pay $250,000 plus for a Ford pickup truck. That's an EV pickup truck that can't really tow won't last as long as a traditional Ford F-150 pickup truck. I mean, but apparently people, someone out there bought it. That's even even crazier thing. We talk about all these dealer markups, but people are paying them. There's a reason they're marking up these vehicles. So it'll be interesting to see is, excuse me, is GM is trying to stay competitive in the EV field. It'll be interesting to see what if they make a profit this year and how much this is going to dig into that as they try to temporarily fix these supply chain issues and sourcing material issues. But as I always say, Time shall tell. Other interesting business news, you have Tesla delivering a record number of EVs in 2023, a 38% increase year over year from 2022. Now this comes to us thanks to Engadget, and specifically D Steve Dent. He said that Tesla has delivered a record 1.8 million electric vehicles in 2023, with <coughs> excuse me, the biggest competitor behind them being Chinese headquartered BYD, which it looks like they delivered 1.6 million vehicles, which it'll be interesting to see. That is one of the fastest growing automotive companies, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see who wins at the end of the day. At the end of the day, I think Tesla has superior engineering sources and engineering staff and team and a company culture, but China's a huge market and BYD can make them a lot more economical. I'll be interested to see how they continue to grow. Now, it looks like specifically for their 2023 figures, Elon Musk produced specifically 1.846 million EVs last year and delivered 1.809. Again, that's a 38% increase, which, again, I never gave financial advice on the show. Truth be told, when it comes to investing, hindsight's always 2020, but who would have guessed they would blow it out of the water that great in terms of a huge exponential increase in deliveries and manufacturing? And I still want to know, where, I need to start asking people, like, where, where, I see someone driving, driving the new Tesla, what is it, Model SY, Banana Falcon, the, really, the one that's like $110,000. I need to start asking people, like, where do you work? And do they need IT? But in all seriousness, it is astonishing how they've introduced some more mid-market vehicles and more aggressive price points. And it's gotten to the point where a couple articles are saying that the entry-level Tesla, again, very few people buy the entry-level, but the entry level is actually a cheaper price point than the average vehicle price point sold in the United States. Now, granted, that's a little apples to oranges because that's taking into example or the sample size of all vehicles, which are also the bigger, more expensive trucks and the luxury cars, but still an interesting little factoid of the day. Now, it looks like Tesla originally projected it would sell 2 million vehicles in 2023, but revised that figure downward in its October 2023 earnings call. Did exceed analyst expectations for Q4 2023, according to CNBC. Here's a breakdown. So the vehicles Tesla built 476,777 Model E or 3. Elon wanted to call it the Model 3, but fun little factoid, another factor of the day. Ford Motor Company still has the either the trademark for that because I mean the Model T was the most iconic vehicle. 
you could probably say manufacturing history in terms of revolutionary revolutionizing the manufacturing process so you actually mass produce vehicles fun other factoid before we get back to the article let me know if you appreciate or don't appreciate adhd business factoids that's my core background where i come from the best-selling vehicle in history also actually goes to the toyota corolla those things i believe even when i was in college they surpassed the model t and to this day one of the best it is the best-selling vehicle in history by number total number of units sold but nevertheless, it looks like, again, Tesla built 476,777 Model E and Model Y EVs last year and delivered 461,536 of them. Those include sales of refreshed Highland Model 3. Now, they also said the company sold 18,212, quote, other models consisting of the Model S and Model X EVs. And I guess still, I don't know if they technically really sold or delivered in November 2023. But there's no, there's still no official sales records for the Cybertruck yet. I that's probably either due to, I'm not sure if anyone has technically bought it yet, or if it's just because the sales figures are so low or it's too new they just didn't get them on the books. So it'll be interesting to see because again, right now the best-selling electric truck in the United States is the Ford F-150 Lightning. I think you could probably attribute a lot of that to the Ford brand and the legacy of having them winning the truck market for decades. So it'll be interesting to see if Tesla could win in that category with a very unique design. Now, let's see, going back to other fit sales figures as well. Looks like, talk about how they had a couple, do, 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 do. And apologize, work has been a little bit hectic this week, so juggling a couple balls in the air, so I didn't have time to read this specific article all the way through, so apologize in advance, or I guess not so much in advance because it's the end of the particular segment of the show, but nevertheless, it'll be interesting, <laughs> excuse me, interesting to see how Tesla continues to grow, and if they can keep that growth rate up, and can't help when wonder when they're going to split that stock again. Because in terms of Tesla stock last year, their stock what was it? Went up one hundred fifteen point one two percent. Jeez Louise, that's insane. And the five year trend. Now keep in mind they split the stock. The five year trend is up nine hundred twenty five point two two percent. And of course, the max percent, which again, max is since the inception or the first IPO of the company. And again, they split it multiple, it looks like they split it one, two, three, four, five times since then. It's up 18,446.88%. But again, hindsight's always 2020. And they are the only, again, Rivian, I don't think they made a profit yet. Historically speaking, the only successful startup in the automotive community since it's been Tesla, since Chrysler. Every other one that has started since the Chrysler has failed. So that's a huge business achievement in and of itself, to say the least. And it'll be interesting to see how far they keep this growth rate growing and how much more market share they can eat up. Now, going over to the culture part of the podcast, you have the Bud Light Ravens tweet. They maybe listen to us? Perhaps. Maybe. Just a little. Let's dive in. Now, Bud Light tweeted this a couple days ago, actually last week. So. Again, all the statistics we're talking about are taken. I wrote them down actually about 48 hours after it posted. So again, it's not like it's something where, you know, two minutes after it posted, oh yeah, it's got two views. No, it's had time to brew, pun moderately intended. Now, they have some text before a picture of some sports balls fan. And the text says, quote, what's better than your team making the playoffs? Your beer is sending you to the game. Just post a picture with, Hashtag score seat, hashtag sweepstakes, then sign up at BudLightEasyScore.com, whatever their website is, 
for a chance to score a seat to the playoffs or even Super or even the Super Bowl. It looks like yeah, I I they, this is the first picture. This is from Bud Light. I'm not sure if this is photoshopped because again, I'm not sure if it's possible to hold two cases of, of Bud Light or, or hold a case of Bud Light and be smiling. This gentleman appears to be smiling while holding a six pack of Bud Light. His hand is not, you know, there's no mold created on his hand. His hands his hands not disintegrating like in a sci-fi film or the end of Indiana Jones film, where the guy drinks the wrong, um, fountain, not fountain earth. He drinks not from the real Holy Grail but the imposter Holy Grail, and he just crumbles and dies. So that's not happening to his hand either, and he is out, he he's very much smiling and he has a picture of a raven on his T-shirt. And perhaps he is smiling because the beers are, you know, they're closed tight. They're not being consumed. That would presumably be a good reason to be happy. You're not consuming the product. Now, again, this did get 10,000 views and only 77 likes, which slightly worse than usual, to say the least. Now, not to brag, but last week I did get 10 likes on a video. Humble brag. Nice little reminder to click the like button. Statistically speaking, we won't get more likes in this video than the actual Bud Light post. However, a wise pilot once said, never tell me the odds. Now, for weeks I've been lambasting Bud Light with their lack of, well, having a modicum of intelligence, but also basically having no marketing intelligence either. Because, again, they're doing all these sweepstakes, but anyone can do it. And we've dug down in the profiles, and consistently they're just anyone who does, they're just people who want free stuff. They're not people who are loyal to the brand. They're not increasing the brand loyalty. They're not marketing for the company. So I already said, and again, this is it's obviously the original idea. Other companies have done this marketing approach before. I said, you know what? How about this? But like to actually incentivize people, getting people, again, I'd be ashamed. That wouldn't happen with me. But some people, if you want to actually give more incentive to build your brand, have people post a picture of themselves with your product. Because again, that'll show people what I thought was statistically impossible. People actually consuming the product in the real world. Kidding. They still have 70% of their sales. They're not going away anytime soon. Well, their sales were so bad in 2023, two bottling plants actually had to close because of it. But nevertheless, they are still very much around. But I kept saying, well, why don't you actually tell people, hey, why don't you actually show a picture, prove you actually consume our product, then you know we will get entered in this raffle. Now it looks like that's they finally listened because some of the comments, and again, they're saying in this description, post a picture of yourself with the product. So again, if they haven't purchased Bud Light for cheaper than water, which you could do at some actual locations last year, this would give someone an incentive to actually purchase the product. So, and then they, now I'm not sure, it seems like it'd be a good way to shoot yourself in the foot from a cultural perspective for a lot of people, but then they get a picture of themselves with Bud Light. So let's go to the comments. And of course I find, pretty sure they'll be highly entertaining to say the least. So first one, and again, there are, there are people posting pictures of themselves with Bud Light they're not getting a lot of likes, but nevertheless, they do appear to exist. We'll dive in to see if they're real. Someone by the name of King Bear 99 though F minus for marketing, the picture is not of a king, it's not of a bear. The profile picture isn't even of a caricature or a cartoon of a bear wearing a king's throne. So, not the best. But this person did a post with the you know, hashtag so he could win a sports ball ticket and maybe, I was about to say beer, but light. And this person actually, they, they posted the picture, what was it? Two empty Bud Light aluminum bottles and two Bud Light koozies. So perhaps this is, yeah, I was going to say, heaven forbid, you want, you want a picture of yourself holding the Bud Light. 
Again, it'd probably be a health hazard, but this shows that either, well, either he just used Brave or Google Images and got that product, or hopefully in terms of Bud Light, what Bud Light's trying to get out of this situation, AKA their marketing campaign, hopefully for Bud Light, from their perspective, this person is purchasing the product so they could put a picture of it and win maybe sports ball tickets. Now, I'm curious if this person is just one of those mentally vacuous, either a robot or you know someone who just wants free stuff. I don't wanna say I'm suspicious, well, actually, no, yeah, I do. So I look at this person's profile, King Bear 99 with no picture of a bear in the profile. Even their landscape profile picture doesn't even have that. Mine does have a cool gas station, vintage gas station in Texas. If you go to hashtag at N-I-C-T-O-P-P-I-N-G. And this person joined in 2020, so it's not a new profile, but they have two followers. Though, again, you know me, I'm all about quality over quantity. They may very well be the best followers on the planet. Now, looking at the profile... And do they only have, how many posts does this person have? One, really? Replies? Oh, they've only, this person's only done five posts? That's an outlier and unusual to say the least. What the heck? So this bear wants to win lipstick. This person did a little repost where you could win this little bottle of goop and then more sweepstakes. So I want to say it's, yeah, I'll just say it's not a robot, but someone who doesn't really care about Bud Light, I would say. Oh, here we go. Here's some, here's the response that got some likes, though it's a parody account. Hunter Biden official parody said, hashtag Coors Light, can you send me to the game? Let me know. I got three likes. And... It's a hilarious contrarian statement. Interestingly enough, but Light didn't block that one. CJ Queen is a gal with the sweepstakes hashtags, and it's a picture of her holding a bottle of Bud Light. It may be prematurely aging her, like in the, in the Indiana Jones film, Indiana Jones' Last Crusade, one of the best films ever. Obviously, he's got Sean Connery and Harrison Ford. Can't go wrong. But she appeared... She's actually smiling and holding a bottle of Bud Light. Even more unusual, she's not, you know, in agony or, you know, pain. And if I go to her profile, CJ Queen has 924 followers, joined in 2013. So now a ghost counter something just popped overnight. And she is eh, mentally vacuous. She's just, again, I hate this, these hashtags where you just, they claim you can win free gift cards. It's like the biggest red flag in ever. But again, all her posts and reposts are for free, what is it, gift cards, free jackets, win a free pair of sandals. If you w So again, I, yeah, again, this person I think just wants free stuff. I mean, the upside for Bud Light is presumably she may have had to purchase that one bottle of Bud Light. So I guess from a marketing perspective, you can consider that a win. But I mean, look at her profile, she just does especially the hashtag for that stupid profile, the hashtag millions, which I don't know if I'm just giving them free advertising ironically by saying them all the time, but it's the, again, I, I'm not a fan of raffles in general, but like they're saying like, oh yeah, if you repost this, we'll enter you in for a raffle. And all these profiles, they all do it. It has to be set up. They just, it has to be a way to set it up automatically or they're just unemployed. They have unlimited time in their hands. I don't know, but that did get one like, although again, I'm not sure if they're inebriated or not. They probably are because they work there, but the people at Bud Light, Again, that's, this appears to be a real person holding a product, and they didn't respond. 
Like, I get it. How many comments did I get? They got... I got 54 comments. That's terrible. Not to lie, but I did once get 13 comments on a video last week. But mine were obviously the best comments of all time. Obviously. But, so they got 54 comments and they couldn't take 18 seconds to respond to hers? And again, I mean, I was about to say no one's perfect. I might take a couple days to get to the comments because again, I work a couple jobs, I own a couple companies, and I do appreciate every comment even if it's not agreeing with my perspective because again, that's one of the most fascinating fun things in life is finding out different perspectives, debating, and I never censor comments, ironically, except for when YouTube made, I made a video talking about censorship and YouTube disabled the comments by default. And when I covered Bud Light censorship, YouTube disabled it by default and I couldn't override it. I, over, I, I would override it, it would stay for a second and YouTube would shut it down. Ironic to say the least. And yet, Bud Light, presumably this is the first, this is their full-time job. And they couldn't take 18 seconds to respond to this gal and just be like, hey, Thank you for you know supporting our product because again if you want that's half of social media is interacting with the people who are you're trying to build relationships with like they couldn't even take 18 seconds to say thanks so much uh, for you know entering the street safety her name is cj uh we hope you win something to that effect so again that i think this approach is a little more effective let's see here although now we get to the comments actually get more likes and obviously they are uh What's good? I guess this is a Bud Light Ravens tweet. They are. It's good. Putting the Raven in the cage. Something to that effect. Sports balls. Stuff. Nevertheless. Someone by the name of Hey Bob says, quote, As long as hashtag Anheuser-Busch companies have DEI departments, the entire AB boycott should continue. DEI is the only true form of systematic racism, unquote. They got 12 likes. Derek Wildstar says, quote, I would be embarrassed holding a Bud Light for even a second, unquote. Got 17 likes. Steven Milsom says, quote, Bud Light, the beer of the keyword. I, it seems to be every other day you are or are not allowed to say words, or at least culturally speaking, ones are not acceptable. It used to be the pejorative term for the gay community, or I guess... That was, I, I forgot if it was that specifically for the male gay community. Nevertheless, they said that, and it was a gif of, is that Michael Scott? Some actor grimacing. They got 13 likes. Let's see here. Other top comment. Oh, wow. So, this appears to be a gentleman. Oh, this guy, this actually might be kind of clever. So, this, so it's a gentleman holding a beer. The profile name is Beth Kaziewicz, and the profile picture is a child in a sports ball's jersey. Now, I say this is clever because maybe this person did not have to purchase the product. It appears to be a sad man. Well, he's holding Bud Light. Well, not going to be happy. And it looks like he's at a convenience store and he's just holding a bottle of Bud Light. But he did do the hashtag, so I think that enters into the, into the uh, sweepstakes. But, yeah, he looks... Oh, he didn't. He did not open the bottle. See, he literally just bought. He didn't even buy the product. So he went to the store, went to the refrigerated part of the gas station, took the picture of the Bud Light, and obviously he put it back. That is hilarious. And of course, if we go to his profile, I'm sure he's the. That might be. Let me see here. The hashtag sweepstakes. Just for hashtags. There's got to be some macro, some something that every sweepstakes does. What? 
So it is. So go to her, go to the profile, which again is a the person the picture posted. Maybe that's her husband or something. But the profile is Beth Kaczynski, three thousand one hundred eighty-seven followers, joined two thousand fourteen. And you go to her profile. What is that? The Devil's Lettuce. Why would you want to win that for free? Let's see here. So she is someone who wants free, top, free golfing accessories. A stupid hashtag millions for the free gift card. Free carbonated beverages. So again, not like a Bud Light fan. So let's go back to the comments. A couple more people. Let's see here. Again, the pictures of all like the real life pictures of the bottles and cans of Bud Light, they're not getting any likes. I think one got one like at most. Now, other comments actually did get likes. One comes from Chris Kipp. He says, quote, just found out Anheuser InBev owns Kona Big Wave. No more Big Wave for me, unquote. Getting seven likes. JT Houston says, quote, just when your market share is still way off, unquote. Getting six likes. RF says, quote, no to Bud Light, unquote. They got four likes. Wow, epic fail. So these ladies took a picture of them in a sports balls game. They're not even holding a Bud Light. They didn't understand the assignment. And they got no likes. Let's see here. I'm not sure this is hilarious, stupid, or dumb, or lazy, or cheap, but there's a guy named Dennis, no likes, but instead of having a bottle of Bud Light, he printed a black and white picture of the Bud Light logo, and he's holding that piece of printer paper that says Bud Light. That's kind of funny, I guess. No likes, but if you go to the chain of comments, you could like it. A couple more people... Pictures of sports balls. Apollo Del Mal Altery has a gif of Del Mulvaney and the other biological man dressed up as a woman in both in dresses. It's the gif where they're both smiling and wearing the ridiculous glasses that are in the shape of hearts, which I never understood. That got seven likes, though. Some people appreciated that comment. Tom Frost says, oh, that's how Bud Light is made. And it's a picture of some urinals that were changed into from kegs. I got one like. A lot of, uh, what's that movie? The Cowboys. Not the, not the sports balls team. It's the, uh, the movie. So there's a lot of gifs of Brokeback Mountain getting five likes. Alejandro Ironsmith says, F crap beer. No one wants to endorse your brand, unquote, getting two likes. Benjamin simply says, watching woke DEI companies crash and burn, uncle, getting four likes. So, as youth might say, they were ratioed to say the least, even though they do appear to have listened perhaps to a couple of the feedback because, again, they do, they did actually have a requirement or, actually, let's see here. Actually, I don't even know if it is a requirement because you actually just, they tell you to go to the website for a chance to win. They are trying to get more involvement by asking people to actually have a photo of themselves holding some type of Bud Light product. But at the end of the day, the comment section, it's still, uh, as youth might say, ratioed to say the least. 
Other interesting cultural news, you have Mark Cuban praising DEI, but Elon Musk roasts him for having basically no diversity on the Dallas Mavericks sports balls team, or some people call it the basketball team. Now, how long is this? One, two, three. Mark Cuban apparently wrote a book. So, yeah, let's read it all. What the heck? And Mark Cuban got 22.1 million views and only 48,000 likes, which is not the best ratio, to say the least. Now, he says, again, this sound, I don't know if someone is interrogating Mark Cuban or if he's forced to say this, but it sounds like he just a, a copy and paste. And he put, or he put a lot of time, disproportionate amount of his time into this. Nevertheless, we will read it word for word. I don't really think he has that good. I'm not the best at accents. I'm trying to think of what Mark Cuban sounds like. Indiana? Nah, nevertheless. So Mark Cuban says, quote, let me help you out and give you my thoughts on DEI. One, diversity. I guess I should caveat this. The CEO of the Dallas Mavericks is, was a former chief diversity officer, I think at AT&T, before she became the CEO of the Dallas Mavericks and she's African-American woman. In terms of the background logistics of the Dallas Mavericks, I think they do have a lot of diversity. But again, the joke is on the, the sports balls field, or in this case, the arena. What do they call it? The court, yes. The sports balls court, there's no diversity, of course. Now, again, I'll start from the beginning. And he talks a lot. Okay. One, or sorry, quote, let me help you out and give you my thoughts on DEI. One, diversity. Good businesses look where others don't to find employees. That will put your business in the best possible position to succeed. You may not agree, but I take it as a given that there are people of various races, ethnicities, orientation, etc., that are generally that are regularly excluded from hiring consideration. By extending our hiring reach to include that include them, we can find people that may be more qualified. The loss of DEI phobic companies is my gain. Unquote. Now I should say a caveat. I mean, a lot of people critique DEI because you're discriminating against white folks. So, a little critique there, because you're actually artificially decreasing your sample size. A lot of people, including myself, say, if you want the best, you want to build the best business, open up the sample size to everyone. That way you get, that way you get literally every single resume. But if you're only focusing on a subsection, by very definition, you're getting less resumes, you're getting less opportunities. Now, nevertheless, we'll go back to his quotes. And he says, and I'll continue his thread, quote, one A, we live in a country with very diverse demographics. In this area where trust of businesses can be hard to come by, people tend to connect more easily with people who are like them. Having a workforce that is diverse and representative of your stakeholders is good for business. Two, oh, geez Louise. I accidentally clicked the wrong thing. Because again, each one of these has a show more. Two, equity. Treating people equally does not mean treating them the same. I made that mistake for years thinking it did. Equity is a core principle of business, putting your employees in a position to succeed, recognize their differences and play to their strengths whenever possible. It is not a hard concept, but it is not easy to implement. Most workforces don't have the depth of management to do this well. When it's not done well, it can create tension and resentment. Three, inclusion. One of my favorite things is saying that, quote, great employers reduce the stress of those around them. Great, or great companies create environments that reduce unnecessary stress of their employees. I'm not talking hitting quota or getting product out of the door stress, which in turn increases productivity. That is what inclusion is all about, making all employees, no matter who they are 
or how these themselves feel comfortable in their environment and able to do their jobs. Again, that's not easy. Which, uh, let's see here. Wait, four, why is DEI like healthcare? What? One of the lessons I've learned in healthcare is that most CEOs don't know and don't really want to know where their healthcare benefit dollars are going. In their minds, it's not part of the core competency of their business. As a result, they waste a shitload of money on less than quality healthcare for their employees, and more often than not, it's their sickest and lowest paid employees that subsidize the rebates and deductibles. Sicker employees have to pay up to their deductible and healthy don't. So what does this have to do with DEI? Like mo like healthcare, DEI is not seen as a core competency in most companies, just a huge expense. Intellectually, they see the benefit of DEI, but they don't have time to focus on it. So it turns into a checkbox that they hope they won't have to deal with having HR do a report uh, to the board and legal teams that they are covered. When anything impacts all of your employees, it's pretty much a checklist for, to the CEO. There's a good chance that it is not going to work well, and you're going to have employees who are not comfortable for a lot of different reasons, which in turn creates a resentment towards DEI policies and trainings, which in turn makes it harder on the managers trying to implement it. When companies do DEI well, you see it, you see a well-run and successful company. Five, continued Mark Cuban. So what's the conclusion? Only 13,000 people like this part. Sorry. Unquote. What is the quote? What is the conclusion? If you think there is a need for DEI and it doesn't create a competitive advance for your industry, just look at X. Post replies, comments below. Those are the same people that work for you or your coworkers. Everyone is entitled to their point of view, but these same feelings, even if they aren't said out loud, are heard loud and clear at work. Unquote. Now, interestingly enough, there are no midgets or I don't know if there's any, I should call them. I mean, I don't think they have any Hispanic uh, players on the basketball team. Perhaps I should audition or try out. What do you call it with sports meds for us? Nevertheless, that was, an ad go that was a uh, quite a lot of talking. And that did get 22.1 million views and 48,000 likes. Now, one of the see here it looks like elon he was responding to elon who said discrimination who elon said was replying to someone else called ed krasen and elon Musk said quote discrimination on the basis of race which dei does is literally the definition of racism let's see here and elon's best response comes from elon says quote cool so when do you expect to see a short white asian woman on the on the maps that got seventy-two thousand likes which just that's perhaps the greatest ratio I've ever seen. So Mark Cuban got 22.1 million views and only 48,000 likes. While Elon, his comment did get 4.1 million views, but he got 72,000 likes from that comment. And scrolling through these, most everyone is just ratioing him to say the least. Now, We'll go to the top comments. One comes from Fax Sports MLB, and he says, quote, I don't even think you know what DEI means, Mark, unquote. I got 2.7 thousand likes. Alec Lace said, quote, Claudine Gay was hired because of her color, the color of her skin and fired because of the context of her character, unquote. They got 11,000 likes and his callback to the former president of Harvard, uh, Claudine Gay, who was caught plagiarizing what seemed to be a majority of her work 
and being accused of having, having anti-Semitic policies and comments. And that she actually stepped down last week. I was surprised. Hoshwin said, quote, stop hiring people because of their color. It's so easy to understand. I'm getting 8.8 thousand likes. Alt as in said, quote, why don't the Mavericks match the diversity of America? Unquote, getting 2.9 thousand likes. Jordan Shashdil at Dossier Today says, quote, Carl Oh, well, these ways I can't enunciate today. However, if you click the subscribe button, it very, mel- very well may assist with my speaking ineptitudes. Help me slow down my speech rate a little bit. Help me with my enunciations. I'm not a doctor. It's not 100% guarantee. There are very few guarantees in life. But I'm just saying, can't hurt to give it a shot. Now, again, Jordan Chattel says, quote, Klaus Schwab approves. You will get a double serving of bugs for dinner, unquote, getting 2.3 thousand likes. Sal says, quote, this response is so out of touch. Sorry, but Elon is on point here, unquote, getting 2.5 thousand likes. See here. Pain Misery says, quote, when are you going to apply the DEI orientation to the Dallas Mavericks roster, unquote, getting 2,000 likes. Richard Hania says, quote, this shows a shocking lack of awareness of how DEI works, the philosophy and underpinning, and its coercive nature. It's like you read the brochure they gave you and didn't ask any more questions. I quote, getting 4,000 likes. Which again, when you look at it a lot of times when it comes to actually practice and enforcement of the DEI, you have places like Coca-Cola where they told them, stop being white. That was something that the consulting company said to employees in training. Now, replace that, stop being white with any other nationality, any other race or creed, there would be boycotts tomorrow. People would be roasting them online social media but because di is here to be okay scrolling down here x van fleet says quote hashtag mark cuban please help me out and give you and give you my thoughts on dei based on my experience under living under mao dei is an american version of maoism unquote that got 5.3 thousand likes Geoffrey Miller says, quote, you're describing a hypothetical, fictional, sanitized, aspirational version of DEI that bears no resemblance or whatsoever to actual DEI, a toxic, divisive, dis- delusional, leftist, ideological cult, as is practiced throughout American agenda, government, and corporate life, unquote. Got 7.9 thousand likes. And again, there are some of the things that Mark Cuban saying, which didn't make sense in terms of you do want to have workplaces that everyone feels comfortable. That's why when building a business, you should, always, you should always focus on make sure everyone shares the same values. I mean, to me, that's one of the most important things is building the culture of the company and the values, making sure everyone shares the same core principles, values. I mean, you want different perspectives, but again, make sure you gotta make sure everyone's qualified. And in some cases, we're seeing they're not. I'm not saying that happens all the time. Let me know in the comments if you, what your experiences are. It'd be fascinating to hear what you say in that regard. Now, we'll do one or two more comments. Someone by name of, let's see here. Oh yeah, Robbie Starbucks says, quote, Mark, in 2021, S&P 100 companies reported that people of color were hired for 94% of the 323,094 jobs that were created in 2021. 61% of the non-Hispanic, of the, is non-Hispanic white. They, they got 6% of those jobs. Respectively, this shows your narrative to be fantasy and at best intentional BS at worst, unquote. They got 3.6 thousand likes. Stephen Miller says, quote, discrimination on the basis of race is brazenly illegal and unconstitutional. And he goes on for like 12 paragraphs. But that that first part did get 6,000 likes. 
And I think we're going to start seeing more and more court cases because at the end of the day, that's really where you see a lot of change from a cultural perspective. They always say politics is downstream from culture. We're having this cultural shift where more and more people are starting to see, not all the time, again, caveat, but there are times where a higher qualified candidate will be discriminated against in lieu of someone who's lower qualified because of certain DI initiatives. And it used to be a lot of, a lot of people are scared to point this out because they think it might be awkward or heaven forbid, they might be retaliated against at work. But I think there's such a cultural shift in the United States where a lot of people are saying, I think it is important to hire the best man for the job, that whoever's the best qualified candidate should get the role. Whoever shares the, and also shares the values of the company. And I think there's gonna be a cultural shift of more and more people pointing out these things and that will eventually get to the courtrooms. They'll eventually, these companies are gonna be sued because again, some companies are they're brazenly being racist against, literally saying they're going to hire someone based on the race. That's illegal. But I say that and yet the US government has done that. Because famously when Biden was picking a, or we were having a nominee for the Supreme Court, they were going to pick a black woman. He didn't say he was going to pick the best person for the job. He was picking someone based on their gender and their race, which again is illegal. And yet our own government is doing it, which should be quite concerning for everyone. So as youth might say, Mark Cuban was ratioed to say the least. I, again, I'm trying to find some contrarian statements or I guess say the comments contrarian, but I'm trying to see if there's any, you know, any of these that are actually supporting Mark and I'm not really seeing them. And hilariously, someone put up a comment of Mark Cuban cost plus drug company. And they said, really, where's your diversity? And it looks like you have white guys um, or Caucasian. It's a nicer way of saying it, perhaps. You have a Asian American gentleman and a Caucasian woman. So a lot of people are commenting on that photo saying, you know, do as I say, not what I do. And that got 291 likes. So it'll be interesting to see as we see this cultural shift. And yeah, just, I don't know. Do you think that was scripted? Did someone just tell Mark like, hey, go on, go on X, post this. You'll look good. You'll get accolades. Or did, I wonder if he was forced to or if he wants to get his DI score higher so that he can get greater investments for the companies that he owns. Because again, one of the biggest reasons for this being pushed, not just culturally, is financially. A lot of the investment firms, they, have, they actually give ratings out to these companies, their DEI score, their ESG score, and depending on those scores, they're gonna receive different funding mechanisms and different amounts of funding. So there, it's a multivariable you know, reason why all, we're seeing all these things happening. And at the end of the day, it'll be interesting to see how much of a cultural shift there really is. And let me know in the comments, have you had these experiences or you are discriminated at work because of your ways? Have you seen the negatives of DEI or have you seen the positives? Again, I'd love to hear what you have to say. Uh, going over to the political part of the podcast, you have Vivek roasting the U.S. boxing policy that's going to allow biological men to compete with biological women, which we would previously call abuse, illegal, but nowadays it's a different time. Now, Vivek has a, he's responding to a New York Post article. The New York Post article says, quote, U.S. boxing slammed for new transgender policy that allows biological men to compete against women. And they have a picture of a really jacked, as youth might say, really bulky biological man with 
woman hairstyle, punching the absolute bejesus out of a more petite-looking woman in the boxing ring. And Rivek responded, it says, quote, We used to call this violence against women. Now we call it a victory for trans rights. The trans cult is a mental health epidemic in our country, and it needs to stop, unquote. And within the first 24 hours, that got 1.8 million views and 46,000 likes, which is fascinating. If you're watching the whole show, we just talked about Mark Cuban praising DEI while his company really doesn't have much in terms of the people on the court. And yet, I mean, um, Mark Cuban got 22 million views, but he got about 42,000 likes. So infinitely better ratio to say the least for Vivek Ramaswamy. And I suspect most of the comments will be overall supportive of that, but let's dive in and find out. Again, all these statistics were written down after 24 hours of, of the actual recording. And again, it's 1.8 million views, 46,000 likes. And going to the top comment, Common Sense Prevails has a comic strip, or rather a comic caricature. And he says, quote, I agree, here's a little joke to bring a chuckle during these intense times, unquote. And it's a hammerhead shark with that's dressed up as a mummy for Halloween. And then there's another shark with a hammer, what do you call it? A little rope is tied to the hammer to his head. And he says, how can you tell I'm trans, unquote. They got 231 likes on X, or as fewer and fewer people are calling it Twitter. Fascinatingly enough, there's a, I, need, I should do another poll on LinkedIn to see what people are calling it these days. Rob Seffer says, quote, As an anthropologist, I can constantly determine the difference between the sexes from skeletal remains, in most cases from across the room. That says nothing about the differences. That says nothing about the differences in muscle mass and other physical advantages that makes this woke cross-sex combat sports unfair. Unquote, getting 601 likes. Paul Suziza says, quote, gender dysphoria is a mental illness. Until the left accepts the reality, the situation will only get worse. Women are under assault by men pretending to be them, and it has to stop, unquote, getting 302 likes. See here, the conservative alternate says, "Quote: Imagine Mike Tyson or Francis uh, ne oh, Nagano, uh, maybe got that right, putting on a wig and competing in women's boxing." Yeesh. Unquote. Getting 27 likes. And again, depending on the sports, and there's a huge debate. Oh, this is a huge cultural and political debate in the United States, well, globally as well. In some sports, they debate they could try to make it fair by measuring testosterone levels or density of bone or muscle mass. And some, you don't even have to have, what's the nice way of making this moderately family-friendly? You don't need to take drugs to decrease your testosterone or chop off body parts. And some, you literally can just dress up differently with all the inherent vet and overwhelming advantages that you have. I'm. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out in the boxing. Now, someone by the name of Moderate Severe says, quote, What's most sickening about this is that we have to tell people this is sickening, unquote, getting 53 likes. Michael Urban says, quote, this is disgusting. U.S. boxing should be ashamed. The real woman should refuse to participate, unquote, getting 74 likes. Severness says, quote, South Park nailed this one. And it is the South Park episode where you have a bodybuilding biological man beating the absolute crap out of the biological women in, what is it, the strong women competition? And I got 77 likes. Scrolling down here. 
Iggy Normus says, quote, one of the best drugs that America can make right now is to establish a, or no, sorry, one of the best moves that America could make right now is to establish a trans-only, all-drugs-allowed MMA league we could heal finally, unquote. Getting 25 likes. Now, we've had this suggestion multiple times just in the comments throughout this debate of Bob Schumann could be in Bob in sports. I, I don't think that will ever be a realistic solution because of the ideological and cultural differences and mindsets. So the people who are very much pro having biological men beat up biological women in these sports, they believe that there's no different. They believe they, the trans men really are, are women. That's their thought process. So they would still be insulted if you tried to make a special category for them. Cause again, they think they are already the other category. So that's why, I mean, many people have suggested that, but I don't think those, they would not accept it because they're so mentally, they're hell-bent in that ideal. Now, going back to the comments section, let's see here, do one or two more. Where did it go here? There it is. Ghost Rider 505 says, quote, that's a career-ending move. For any female boxer to step in a ring with a trans male boxer and cooking four likes. Let's see. Interestingly enough, not a, how many comments were there total for this one? That's 863 comments. That's a lot. Not as many comments with like hundreds of thousands of likes as we normally see. A lot of comments getting between zero and 25 or 30 likes. Let's see, Jim simply says it's broadly incentivized in society, unquote, getting two likes. And Again, that is, let's see here. That's the, that's the other thing is there are huge incentives to do this. If you're a failed male athlete, you could dominate the women's category. We've seen this time and time. One of the most famous prolific examples being Leah Thomas, who what was, was the 468th male collegiate athlete for swimming. So 468th ranked to number one just by putting on, actually, a different swimsuit. Do they wear the same? Putting on a women's swimsuit, changing the women's locker room. So that's a huge incentive. You go from 400th, 480th place to first place just by going to a different locker room. That's, and again, society is not only encouraging, but they're not just allowing, but they're encouraging it in many cases, giving them scholarships. So yeah, there's there's multiple incentive mechanisms at play as well. And it, as well as this pharma law, the uh, pharmaceutical industry, where again, this is opening up a this is creating a category for them of new products to sell and then creating a new audience to, or not audience, a new customer base for them to sell to as well. Sam Forrest says, quote, I am, L I am LGBT member and I approve this message, unquote, getting one like. Naya Nikini says, quote, their strengths are not the same, unquote, getting two likes. Now, interestingly enough, we'll see if DeSantis, oh, let's see one more. Colin Silver says, quote, Vivek is speaking the truth. Do you agree with him, unquote, getting six likes. So it'll be interesting to see if other political candidates jump on this message. Is they've only brought up the topic I think once or twice during the Republican nominee debates. <coughs> Excuse me. And this is one of the biggest cultural topics and debates in modern American society. I'm surprised they haven't talked about it more, so that Republican voters can know exactly where the candidates stand on all of these different issues and see what kind of nuances. Or if they're just I was gonna say the only disappointing thing is, you know, during all those debates that they just Dodge the question and have some superfluous just BS answer. It doesn't really tell you anything, which unfortunately is a lot of politicians these days on the left and the right. So let me know in the comments. Do you think this will actually help 
push Vivek up in the political polls as he's, let's see here, as he continues to struggle behind the other candidates. Again, Trump is way ahead over everyone, but there's a lot of people wondering, will the government shut him down? Will the government stop him from running? Some states are actually taking Trump off the poll or off the ballot altogether, so the lawsuits are, they're being filed all over. And again, Vivek is still consistently around 4.8 to 5% in the polls. Nikki Haley is, she passed DeSantis for New York Minute last week, but she's now below him again, usually around 11%. DeSantis is around 12%. Trump is all the way around 60 to 62%. Chris Christie is usually around 3%. And Asa Hutchinson, he's usually around 0.6, although lately he's been at actually 0.8%. So again, it'll be interesting to see, you know, when the rubber hits the pavement, so to say, when people actually start voting for a nominee. I mean, I mean, Vivek is using social media very aggressively and very articulate in his, most of his responses. But it'll be interesting to see, you know, does it translate to the votes and really, really help at the end of the day? Let me know in the comments. As always, it be fascinating to hear what you have to say. Other interesting political news you have. DeSantis on Nikki Haley saying Iowans need to have their votes corrected. So again, this is a little two-minute clip from Ron DeSantis being interviewed. And... I was going to say, that'd be a fun poll. Most awkward smile of all time. Ron DeSantis? It's up there. Don't get me wrong, so is mine. But, nevertheless, he says before the video, quote, It was disrespectful for Nikki Haley to say that Iowans need to, have, need to be corrected. She thinks she is above hardworking Iowans. I'm proud to have visited all 99 Iowa counties and to have met so many great Iowans along the way. Unquote. Though, if I, I would have loved to not debate him, but it's kind of, again, you can't know every state history and all the nuances and all the fun facts, but if I was back in my in the Hawkeye State and I was there, I would have asked him, so, uh, what's the famous actor from here? One of the greatest actors of all time. Fun fact, John Wayne, the GOAT, as some might call the greatest of all time, one of the best actors, obviously. Not a lot of people know he's from Iowa. It's a lot of cool things. But nevertheless, I guess a more recent pop culture or, you know, cinematic figure would be Ashton Kutcher, who was famously spotted in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And some people debate he's an Iowa Hawkeye. He was there, I think, for one or two semesters before he got picked up by the limelight. Famously spotted, or no, what was he famously spotted in Iowa City? I forget. He lived in Cedar Rapids. Iowa City is where the University of Iowa is. That's where all the bars are. And there's a story about how he got spotted. But nevertheless... John Wayne's the goat, is all I'm saying. It looks like Ron DeSantis is on some type, I think, I can't tell if he's on Fox or just a regular interview, but without further ado, I will pay Lay the interview. Nikki Haley, uh, former Governor Nikki Haley, was in New Hampshire uh, saying that uh, the order of things, Iowa, they cast their votes, and then New Hampshire corrects it, and South Carolina brings it home. I don't understand what New Hampshire corrects following the votes coming out of the Iowa caucuses, Governor. Maybe there's some understanding of how this works that I don't get. Can you explain that for us? No, look, I mean, I, I think it was very disrespectful to Iowa voters because she's saying that those results need to, quote, be corrected. Uh, I think it's because she's saying that uh, she doesn't have a lot of support in Iowa. She is spending, and her Wall Street allies and liberal donors are spending an ungodly amount of money um, attacking me. Uh, I've had $40 million spent against me. That's more than has been spent against both Biden and Trump combined in this election cycle. And it's more that's been spent against all other Republicans combined. 
uh, just against me. So that's what they're doing. Uh, but yes, it just shows you she does have contempt for people out here in Iowa. Uh, she's really gravitated to these um, Wall Street donors. Uh, she's bragged about uh, being close with people like Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock. Uh, she's getting money from the founder of LinkedIn, who's one of the most uh, significant left-wing donors in the country. Uh, and so I think that's the that that's the company she's keeping because she looks at in Iowa. Why didn't he bring up Jamie Dimon, one of the most influential CEOs on the planet? Unless I had a brain fart and I missed it there, but he's the CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, who famously he said it, you should support Nikki Haley if you're a business owner. Kind of that was the old theory: the controlled opposition because she had so many things in common with the other side. You have a lot of people that are hardworking, patriotic, God-fearing, people that farm, people that own small businesses. Uh, and, and I just think she thinks she's above it. So I think that comment is going to hurt her uh, down the stretch here in Iowa. But I think it's been one thing after another, Dana, with Nikki Haley. You know, she was really, her candidacy has been created by the media and they've been pump, pumping her up. Uh, but yet you watch how she's performed uh, under a little bit of scrutiny. She's had a lot of difficulty uh, to basically just go a single day without putting her foot in her mouth. And speaking of... I mean, not to have the, what was the old age-old saying, the pot calling the kettle black, but the Sanders has done that too. Now, it's funny how he's critiquing her for having a lot of high-profile donors and getting so much money from Wall Street. I mean, it is publicly known that a lot of those previous donors that were supporting DeSantis shifted to supporting her. So in terms of point of attack or moves on the political chessboard... I mean, I don't think that's a very prudent move because, again, someone's going to probably call them out and be like, well, they were, it was okay when you were getting their money. And, again, I'm not saying it's an exact donor base. There's every single donor is exactly the same. I'm not sure about the LinkedIn founder who's also funding that. But of all the things to critique Nikki Haley for, if I were on Sanders, I wouldn't focus on that as much as I would have all of her, <laughs> excuse me, some of her messaging that has flipped throughout the years, some of her policy stances that have changed. And, again, that has happened and a lot of politicians do, I think that's a more better or more articulate plan of attack for Ron DeSantis. And again, he's nervous about her because again, in some polls, she is beating him. Again, that being said, in the poll aggregators, DeSantis is still ahead of Nikki Haley, usually by a percentage point, which is still <laughs> terrible marketing. Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis uh, I was going to say, I'm not a doctor. However, if you click the subscribe button, it may help with my speaking ineptitudes. You might think it's bad. However, if you watch the first couple episodes, it was way worse, and I had a lot less subscribers back then. So there may there may be some something to that theory. Just saying, can't hurt to click that button, and it does help the channel out. And going back to DeSantis, he has shot himself in the high heel boots so many times it is almost as if it's, maybe he was using a 50 caliber. Just boom. Because again, I shouldn't have to be the one explaining this to his campaign staff or him. He does have a track record that's been proven. Why doesn't he advertise that in a simple, articulate way that the consumer can understand, the voter can understand? Again, make t-shirts, hats, and other you know merchandise and just lean into something simple like DeSantis does or DeSantis did. So, and then put one or two or three bullet points on all that swag saying, hey, I did X, Y, and Z. Do the polls to see what are the top topics that voters and prospective voters are caring about and talk about how you have accomplished those things in Florida. I mean, he very uniquely has a track record, while other candidates do not, and some of them have bad track records. So it's one of those things where, with a good marketing campaign, this is, again, one of the most fascinating things that I like about business as well, is with the right marketing campaign, you could 
accomplished great things. I mean, look at this Stanley, the pink Stanley thermos mug that was a collaboration with uh, Starbucks was sold exclusively at Target. They sold out in droves. It's 40, I think it's 49.99 for 95 per unit. They're selling, they sold on eBay for 200, $300. It is going viral. Partially because it is, I would, argue, I would actually, I'd argue overwhelmingly because of brilliant marketing. They leveraged TikTok. They leveraged influencing. They got people excited about that little product. It sold out in droves. And Ron Sanchez, again, he started around 30% in the polls last January, 2023. And he's gone down from, you know, 30 to 20, to 30, all the way to 12%. And again, these polls aren't perfect. They are sample sizes, usually between 200 and I think the biggest sample size is around 5,000 registered voters. But again, it's one of those issues where we're, it might not be accurate, but we're trying, we're trying to work with the data that we have to, you know, with trying to do the best we can with the data we have at hand and the poll aggregators he's doing worse and worse and worse while other candidates pretty much everyone else is increasing now vivek did drop down i think vivek topped around 11 percent in the poll aggregator a couple of months ago previously in 2023 he went down already and then he went down all the way to around three percent now he's up to getting back up to around five percent but nikki haley is increasing and she now has a she has even more funding than desantis so it does make sense that he's going after her but Again, in terms of moves on the clickle chessboard, let me know in the comments if you think differently. But this particular critique, I don't think it was very, I don't think it was very compelling or really didn't do much. And the upside is DeSantis did, he said he went to all 99 Iowa counties, which again, that's good. Iowa's an important swing state. It's also a great place to live. You know, great some people there. I might be biased, obviously. But I mean, that's good. I focus more on that if she has, but who knows? Maybe perhaps I'm alone in this analysis. Let, Let's dive in the comments and find out. Now, again, they got 130,000 views and 2.5 thousand likes. Let's see here. First comment, this is a repeat commenter. I can't, I'm starting to notice Mr. Unfiltered Boss is a repeat DeSantis commenter. And he said, quote, Trump and Haley have insulted the voters in Iowa. Only one person has shown them proper respect by championing the things that they care about and taking the time to meet them and answer the questions. DeSantis 2024, unquote. They got 37 likes. And is the top comment thus far. KD Hatcher says, quote, that's why you, DeSantis, how we the people are feeling and what we are thinking about. You're not sitting in your high tower reading reading paid for polls. Thank you for being who you are at our time of great need. Unquote. Getting 14 likes. And I was going to say two for two. The odds weren't in his favor, but we do have the contrary statements already brewing to the surface. Although not as brewing, as disgusting as a Bud Light, thankfully. D says, quote, what a disrespectful or what's disrespectful is ignoring a shooting where children were killed in a state where you pretty much live in and not one peep of sympathy from D simpletons. Only one one candidate offered prayers. You're supposed to be the Christian family and you can't post five seconds of a prayer. Uh, prayer for kids and their families, unquote. And that got 14 likes. Going down. Idaho Boat Guy, who, A plus for, uh, I'll say B plus for marketing. He is, a, in fact, his profile picture is a gentleman in a boat, though I do not see him holding a potato, which is what pretty much, I think, pretty sure that's, that's why we know about Idaho, right? Nevertheless, this alleged Idaho Boat Guy says, quote, before Trump loses Iowa, I would advise him to Suspend his campaign. Apologize for not being loyal to DeSantis. 
endorse DeSantis, stop using campaign funds to pay off lawyers, come clean, and five, come clean about Jeffrey Epstein, unquote. They got 11 likes. See here? Oh, here's a very important comment. This this in terms of quality, this is the best comment bar none, the best likes, the best, the most. And that might be a terrible impression, but if it made you smile, worth it. This comment comes from The Topping Show. And that handsome gentleman said, quote, it is impressive to see a slight change in the response ratio. Seems to be moving in a favorable direction for DeSantis, unquote. Getting three likes. Though, perhaps not that all too timely since, again, that's... And I guess that is only one negative comment thus far, when usually it's, it's a lot more like 50-50. And, and although that only got three likes, I would say those are the best likes, obviously. It's hilarious. Now I think about it, I probably should have liked it myself. But never lives. That'd be unethical, obviously. Now, going back to the comments section. Let's see here. Philip Davis says, quote, Ron DeSantis is a leader and representation of the real um, America as it should be today. He represents decent, hardworking Americans and patriots, unquote, getting nine likes. Someone by the name of hashtag Trump 2024 with a black and white picture of Trump. The hashtag is Pendle Jimon memes. Though, F minus marketing, they did not reply in a meme form. Nevertheless, hashtag Trump 2024 Eh, maybe we'll give him a C plus remarking. You at least know what this person is probably thinking. And he says, quote, ha 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 ha, clown, unquote. No clown emoji, though. He didn't do that. He did get six likes for that, however. Scrolling down to see more and more. Sean Phillips simply says, exactly, 100%. Hashtag DeSantis2020. Getting four likes. Let's see here. Someone by the name of... Idaho, oh, it's again, Mr. Idaho, Mr. Alleged Idaho Bokai. He has no potatoes. And he says, he has a meme or a, what is it, a juxtaposition of two pictures. One is of Trump saying, I've always got along with Haley. And to the right is the NPC character with the Trump hat. And they say, we've always got along with Haley, unquote. I got 17 likes. Now that, there are many speculating that the quote was taken out of context. And again, that's the thing is, I looked around and none of the media, media outlets are saying, well, what, in the, what context is that? Because, again, that's actually what Trump says. Trump has said that pretty much about everyone, especially when he was campaigning back in 2016 or 2015. I mean, everyone used to critique him. Why do you get along with all these folks? He says, well, as a business owner, I, I got along with everyone. That's my job. So I, we don't really know the context. But nevertheless, in terms of the ratio, that did get 17 likes. Scrolling down to a couple more. Henry Thomas says, quote, is that, is, I'm sorry. Is that the only state you're campaigning in? Your strategy isn't moving the needle, Rob. Unquote, getting 10 likes. Though, I, it has a little bit. Again, this is the poll aggregator from projects.538.com. In the poll aggregator, he has gone up by about 1%, so he is ahead of Nikki Haley. Now, granted, that could, like the stock market, that could change in a minute, and this has to add another poll to that poll aggregator. Henry Thomas says, quote, Trump 2024, getting 8 likes. Let's see here. Tony says, quote, Vivek went to all 99, unquote, getting 6 likes. See here. Marcel Thomas says, quote, Ron DeSantis respects Iowans and their votes, unquote, getting 11 likes. See here. So it does look like more positive responses than usual for Ron DeSantis. Mm -hmm. And again, there are some contrary statements, obviously, but it'll be interesting to see, again, as the campaign trails really start to heat up, will he be able to turn around his campaign? Will he... Hopefully, fire some inept people who are working for him. 
aka their marketing department, or maybe they'll hire someone with a modicum of intelligence to run the marketing department to highlight some of the good things he has done as a political leader. It'll be interesting to see, but as I always say, time shall tell. Now going over to the business blunder of the day, you have Carrefour grocery stores to pull PepsiCo products from their shelves due to price hikes. Now, specifically, Carrefour is a European grocery company and they're saying they're no longer going to sell their PepsiCo products. That includes pretty much every modicum of snack that you've ever had in your life with a little bit of salt. If you ever go to the salty snack aisle in every grocery store in America, basically, about 65% of all those products are Pepsis because Pepsi is PepsiCo, AKA they own Frito-Lay, which that in itself, Frito and Lay were two separate companies. They are companies that actually span decades of acquisitions and mergers, a fascinating tale from another time perhaps, but they have also been increasing their prices more and more, partially because of the government self-inflicted good old hyperinflation and everything's going up in price. So they especially have been increasing their prices. Now, Interestingly enough, in the United States, their sales, both actually for Coca-Cola and PepsiCo, are pretty consistent. And actually, I think Coca-Cola has actually went up a little bit, even with the increased price rate. So going to the actual substance here, and again, this comes from Piktor Libinski and Helen Reed over at Reuters. And they note that Carrefour's move impacts, impacts more than 4,000 stores across the four countries. And I'm not sure if it's dyslexic or if I just need to get some glasses, but I apologize, that was a misquote. It's actually 9,000 stores across four countries, amounting to two-thirds of the retail's global footprint of 14,348 stores, That according, and that store numbers are both in accordance to their 2022 report. Now, it looks like grocery retailers in several countries, including Germany and Belgium, have similarly stopped orders from consumer goods, a tactic in price negotiations that have become more fraught due to inflation. PepsiCo, when asked for comments, said, quote, We've been in discussion with Carrefour for many months and we will continue to engage in good faith in order to try to ensure their products are available or, and our products are available, unquote. Let's see here. Now, they also know that some PepsiCo products, such as Cheetos and 7-Up, were not available at Carrefour Supermarts in Paris Posh, Paris Posh, 16th District, on Thursday, while others, including Pepsi, were selling themselves next to the sign. Let's see here. Another shopper, when asked for comment, they said, Edith Carpenter said, quote, it doesn't surprise me at all. I think there's lots of companies left on the shelves because they've become too expensive and they're all things we can avoid buying, unquote. PepsiCo did not respond for additional comment. Now, it looks like the U.S. company said that in October it planned a modest price increase this year as demand held up despite price rises. So again, it's one of those things where they're responding to the market and the market has been rewarding them. I mean, they're raising their prices and people are still buying it. If everyone stopped purchasing some of these products, they would have to renegotiate with some of their subplot, sub, their subcontractors, some of their sub suppliers for some of the core components of the materials that they create, or AKA in this case, the a food company, some of the ingredients as well as some of the packaging companies that they utilize. They would maybe trim some of the fat from their corporate offices, maybe lay off some, get rid of some employees that have redundant, redundant workloads or just really don't do anything, which if you're not careful, if you, some of these big companies, the more they grow, the more they are like that. Perhaps the most, exempt, the most famous example being Twitter when Elon bought it, covered about 75% of the staff, product works just as good, if not better. Now, 
it'll be interesting to see if there's more of these companies that start to just say, at a certain price point, they just say no, because they know the customers won't buy it. And interestingly enough, will the manufacturers like Coca-Cola, in this case, PepsiCo, will they adjust their price points back? So many companies have increased it to the point where, eh, it's not, it's just not attractive anymore. It's gotten to the point where a lot of people just don't need it. Now I say that, while at the same time, some are still buying it. So it'll be interesting from a cultural perspective, maybe Americans just keep buying stuff no matter what because we're used to, used to having debt with US credit card debt, I believe it topped one trillion for the first time in history in 2023. So the United States, unfortunately, the, in terms of fiscal responsibility, perhaps that's why public schools are all time low for all test scores, perhaps it's on purpose, but nevertheless, they're not very good with debt, unfortunately, more often than not, including everyone from politicians to consumers. Now, in this case, again, over 9,000 stores are going to just drop those products. And again, that's going to hurt PepsiCo in the aggregate. So in terms of the business blunder, I would say it's more on PepsiCo for, again, this is a very controversial thing to say, but the reality is there are several brands and businesses that have certain different price points, not just based on the different variables of different suppliers and costs in different countries, but they also charge differently based on location. I mean, one of the most famous ones used to be back in the day with Victoria's Secret. They would charge different price points based on the zip code and based on the area, even though it's the same exact product, same materials. So it'll be interesting to see, again, because PepsiCo, they make a lot of money in the aggregate. Are they going to renegotiate with this company to get the price point down? Or will they accept just not being in, again, 9,000 stores not having their products? Let me know in the comments, who do you think at the end of the day will give, or in this case, perhaps win at the end of the day? But... Again, being pushed out of over 9,000 stores. PepsiCo, I, I can't help but think that is, that's got to be the business blunder of the day. Thank you, everyone, for taking the time to tune in today. Again, we're trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of January. So if you click that button, I'd greatly appreciate it. Also, if you give me a comment, it's a great way to give me some additional feedback, letting me know how I can make the show better and better. Leaving me a thumbs up is a great way to help with the YouTube and Rumble algorithms so the video hopefully gets shared more and more. Lastly, don't forget to take time to Tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone. Just stay safe, fight the good fight.